Okay. <laughs> We've had to stop and start eight times because I've been inappropriate eight times. Well, you're being inappropriate by saying you're inappropriate. No, I'm not. You're you're Are we in a culture now where you can't talk about inappropriateness? Because <laughs> that's Even if you're not inappropriate. <laughs> I mean, it's getting ridiculous. I wish you would put some foundation on. But here we go. People that are listening to us on iTunes or Spotify can't see us, so that's great. <laughs> please subscribe, please like, and please leave your comments because I really like screenshotting them and putting them on our Instagram account. Yeah. So, guys, <clears throat> we had a bit of an odd morning this morning. Uh, woke up, I, I have a bit of a snoring problem. I think it's because I'm really overweight. <laughs> um, you snored but, when you were slimmer. Uh, but, um, yeah, so Mark had to sleep in the other room, bless him. Yeah. The horrible, skaggy <sighs> spare room. <laughs> it really wasn't a fight. It really was just no, no, snoring. No. But anyway, I woke up this morning with terrible anxiety. Now, I usually wake up in the morning with anxiety, but I can fairly quickly dissipate it by just getting up, going and having a look at the garden, doing, reading something, just not, 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 not reading, reading, but I, I don't know, just anything. I just can take myself well, away from it. Well, you used to it. do meditation. But... Yeah, or meditation, yeah. yeah. Um, and so I, I, I count myself very, very blessed that I can talk myself out of it. If I stay in bed, I can't. It just builds and builds and builds and I have to get out. Now, this morning, we had, we had something yesterday happen that we can't share with you that was very unsettling mm. for us, a personal thing. It's unsettling, something that, we, something that we love, something happened to. Um, so there was that. There was a lot of talk about coronavirus yesterday. There's lots of things worrying me in life at the moment that we haven't done, like... We still haven't sorted out our will, which is just terrible. Um, lots of things that we, because we're very busy and because we're workaholics in lots of ways, that we neglect. Mm. And all, things like the dentist, all this sort of stuff. Anyway, all this stuff just crashed into my head this morning. Da, 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 you know, just and I felt like a failure. I haven't even got out of bed. And Mark wasn't there. So I went into the spare room and I said to Mark, I felt really anxious, got into bed with him. And he said, let's just try and hug out the anxiety. Well, two minutes later, we were talking about our deaths. We were talking about how much virus there'll be on the tube. There were, then, then, <laughs> then we tried to hum it out. Then we tried to hear the birds. And then out of nowhere, Mark started to say, like, like we were in the towering inferno. Do you remember the towering inferno mm. film? <laughs> it just started to go. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! I was like, Jesus, Mark, is this supposed to be helping us? It was. It was, <laughs> it was so petrifying. But then, out of that, we started really, really laughing, didn't yeah. we? And and that sort of like eased some of the pain in the chest. And I actually said to Mark. My uncle runs laughter clinics and conferences. He travels all around the world where he, he, he gets thousands of people laughing themselves out of their anxiety. Sounds like an absolute nutter. So anyway, a very long introduction, but um, we just that's how we came to why we would do this conversation today. And also Mark is... I, I think it's a really interesting dynamic here because you suffer from what I would say more is clinical anxiety. I think that it's something that's with you every minute Generalised anxiety disorder. Whereas I have, I think I would describe mine as 
anxiety of the Western world. Mm. I'm not a naturally, it's not natural, it's not there all the time in my life. Yeah, I think this is why this is going to be an interesting yeah, podcast. Yeah, so, so, yeah, that's how mine sort of starts in the morning. Describe your morning with your anxiety. Thank you, Miss Sawala. <laughs> I will now take the floor. Um, I wake up every morning in a state of, of not panic, but as I get older, a sort of aching dread of waking up. And the, so is that the second you open your eyes or do you, the your minute, eyes close and you feel that first and the, then you try not to? The minute I open my eyes, my eyes and my head immediately goes to sort of trying to assess how I feel in my chest. And in my chest, I just feel, it feels like a bird cage full of, uh, as Mental Marky would say, full of uh, rampant birds flying around, just causing total carnage. So, <laughs> mental Mental Marky is that a point, pseudo, just to explain here, Mental Mental Marky is on my Instagram account. If you go to Mark underscore Adderley, he pops up on Insta stories, and he's kind of like an alter ego who just yeah. kind of shares mental moments. Really. He's great. I love um, Mental Marky. Yeah, I feel kind of fond of him. Um, yeah, honestly, do check it out on Instagram. If you're watching this um, or listening to this, I'm, I'm assuming a lot of you might suffer from anxiety. And, mm. and I find I find the Mental Marky's... They're just, they're very soothing. Mm. It's that thing of knowing somebody else feeling what you're feeling, isn't it? But going back to how I feel in the morning. So yeah. it's not ever necessarily about something specific, though it very quickly does become about something specific. So it's just, so, so it's a physical feeling first. Yeah, well, no. And then yeah. does your mind search? And then, no, well, then my mind, then, it, then it's almost like the, the feeling becomes attached to countless things. But this mm. is where I want to kind of really make my point. Um... The thing about anxiety, and I've often said this in the workplace to employees and uh, work colleagues, is that for me, the industry that we work, work in, I mean, I increasingly worked in it a lot more and I, I do a lot more sort of other stuff now, but increasingly in the media industry, it is, a me it is an industry predicated and built upon stress. You're dealing with deadlines, you're dealing with time scales, you're dealing with having to get everything out in a certain amount of time, you're having to get, deal with getting stuff not out in a certain amount of time. Everything is about how limited you are rather than how enabled you are to say more. It's about the limits, the closes off, the ends, the conclusions, and you're in a constantly chasing state. Now, on many, in many regards, that suits clearly the most addictive personalities because you get lots of endorphin hits there are lots of markers for success and failure there are lots of little mini hurdles that when you've overcome them you get a short-lived hit finishing a live show it was really interesting being at loose women seeing you go through that because it reminded me of when i used to studio direct and the thrill and the buzz that i got from it but equally even in making films there's a similar thrill to the shoot to do it. the reason i'm saying all of that is that I do think that we are certain personalities. We are all personalities that are drawn to a certain type of lifestyle. And I think that people who are drawn to a particularly stressful sort of lifestyle and actually for many, many years of their life thrive on that stress. Well, that's you, the thing. It is addictive. It is addictive. Because it releases and it feeds adrenaline you. and cortisol, Absolutely. which are really addictive. Um, natural drugs, aren't they? And I wonder whether a lot of the issues that I go through, but I think also you go through and people of our age go through, or people who are getting, are getting older and in relationships go through, is that the focal point and the generation of that stress and anxiety is necessarily becoming, not less, because I'd say that I'm doing more now than I've ever done. I'd say that I'm working more than, than that, but I'm doing, I'm doing it in my own way. So other people's stress and anxiety can is an important component of someone's anxiety. So whilst I know I'm an anxious person when I wake up in the morning, um, I also can really feel how, and I'm sure you feel it absolutely the same, I'm only saying it from my position at the moment, I can feel how your anxiety hooks me in 
and takes me along. Mm. And I think this chat is going to be interesting to talk about suffering or having anxiety within a relationship. What are the anxieties within a relationship, Were but also how anxious? each other creates anxiety. Were you always anxious as a child? This feeling that you've had, have you always had it? Yes. Why? So that's why I've ended up in a you know I ended up in a career where it matched matched that so I could keep delivering those hits but, and, that and is, with a woman who keeps delivering it and that's and that's because is that because you didn't feel secure when you were growing up do you think or I don't do you know. think do you think it's where do you think it comes from do you think we're born with a certain predilection towards it it's just in our essence it's just in our genetics I think there's anxiety well I think it depends on the kind of person you are because our children do suffer with anxiety as well, don't yeah, they? Yeah, well, I think it's something that you pick up. My mum an is an incredibly yeah, an anxiety-inducing woman. Yeah, My yeah. grandmother was an incredibly anxiety-inducing yeah. I mean, woman. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's like a, it's the edge of panic of everything, yeah. isn't it? I mean, I'm more curious to know where you do. Where do you think you're? I mean, I think for me, it's kind of quite a clear roadmap. I mean, I was I was anxious because I wasn't secure. I was anxious because I didn't quite know what was coming. You had a secure home. You had a secure lifestyle. Where do, where do you think your anxiety comes from? Because you after are, I had children. Ah, well, ah, I'm pleased you say that. Because I didn't I didn't have anxiety. For, I had worry. Yeah. I had the darkness of being a teenager. I had some really difficult years in my life for yeah. sure. But not this. Right. Not this. This is only in the last 17 years yeah. that I've had this. And it's really... It, and it got, it's got worse since, as I, since my menopause. It's got right. worse. Um, I think... Yeah, and I hate it. I absolutely hate it. But I do know what my medicine is. Mm. So I get really angry when I don't have my medicine, which is... So just meditation and all that stuff and to distraction and distract. Now, obviously, sometimes it's really frustrating for me when you can't do that because mm. sometimes it feels like you won't do it, and and that and I see you addicted to your anxiety, and sometimes I know that you just can't do it because yours is a is is more ingrained in you than it is in me. Do you know what I mean? It's not, not ingrained that I think that it's tied up with your depression as well. I think those two things. Mm. I think sometimes when you're on antidepressants and when you're not anti on antidepressants, there's different... Mm. You know, obviously, there's going to be shifts with that because you're changing the chemical mm. makeup of your brain. Also, you don't have the outlets that I have. You can't sometimes go out with your girlfriends and have a couple of glasses of wine and let off steam and let off some of that stuff. I also think men don't talk in the same way that women do. So, mm. so I can have an anxious... Like, I could possibly today ring one of my friends and have an hour's conversation about stuff and we'll go, all right, and we'll talk each other out of where we were. Like, for instance, today, one of my friends texted me this morning and said, oh, God, I'm just not usually like this. I'm anxious. I suppose I've got to do what you say, which is let go, let God. Mm. And just her saying that to me this morning in a text reminded me, oh, yeah, I can let go, let God. Then I sent her the serenity prayer. Then because I sent her the serenity prayer, I'd read it. That men don't have no, I, I generally don't, no, the right. same way that women do. And I do think it's like a pressure gauge. Mm. Let's out of it seem let's out of it steam whereas you I think sometimes I just see your your steam just grows and grows and because the work of an of an editor or a filmmaker and a writer are all very intensely 
alone. Mm. Now, that's not to say you're lonely when you're doing that, but it's a very solitary existence. Mm. Yeah, Whereas I can go to work, like the night before I go to Loose Women, every single night, I think, oh God, I've got work tomorrow. Oh, we shouldn't have work tomorrow. Well, I've got work tomorrow. I get myself anxious. Mm. Then I get, I get, I start the journey, feel a bit anxious, get in. All that anxiety dissipates because I'm talking to loads of different people. I'm, I'm, you know, lots of other people's problems are coming in, lots of other people, mm. and it dissipates. Whereas, whereas, and, and I feel very blessed with that. I wonder what I would be like if I did have a more solitary life. Mm. Maybe mine would be the same as yours because that, because it builds and it builds and builds and we can talk ourselves yeah, but even, it. even in, I mean, this is the interesting thing, even like in about two weeks, I'm shooting something, uh, something about mental health. And we're filming. But because I'm the self-appointed director and in charge, I'm not in a position to be able to connect with anyone. Really. Yeah. I, I, I have to be cradling and looking after them, which is fine. That's part of my job. I'm looking after contributors. I'm looking after the research team and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, so as you describe that, I've never actually experienced that because I've always been in the position mm. of seniority. I don't actually have... I've never had that sort of work thing where I can even be distracted because actually the anxiety of my job as a director or producer yeah. is that you're in charge and unless you're absolutely holistically in control and know the, the right answer to every single question coming in the whole thing's going to fall apart it's funny isn't so it it's not you nature... it's the head of woman at, at, at loose women who's the one who who does he deal with how does he yeah. deal with his anxiety do you know what I mean well yeah I mean the thing is I I have I am I live this kind of blessed Mm. A stupidly blessed life. I mean, obviously, for the five days out of seven that I'm here and I'm not a no, loose woman, course, course. I'm just like... No, but I'm just, know, it's interesting I'm just, where work can become an outlet. You're no, right. no, but I'm going to say, but I'm just Nadja off the telly, I'm a mum and your wife, I'm all those things, and I'm scrubbing the floor and I'm doing mm. all that stuff. But, of course, when I go to my job, by the people I work for and by the people I work with, you're, 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 you're a TV presenter, mm. you're treated in a certain way. Mm. Now, I'm mates with everybody that I work with, but I still am in a rarefied world mm. where it's like, oh, what would you like, Ned? Oh, would you like a tea? Oh, would you like this? Would you mm. like that? Would you like your script? Would you like... I'm being looked after for that whole time I'm in that. Now, I've also, I suppose, running parallel to that, got the anxiety or the stress I've got to deliver. Because mm. you've got to go on live television, okay, you've got to deliver. Absolutely. So, but I do still think I've got an easier time of it because I'm treated, mm. I'm sort of almost mothered. By well, it's interesting people. you should say that, because, I mean, I think anxiety is such an enormous thing. And in terms of relationships, I think the areas that I've felt most anxiety in my life, and I'm going to be candid, have been as a parent. Yeah, um, for sure. With all the complications of being, in inverted commas, an absent parent, though, you know, not as absent as I wanted to be. Um, not as absent no. as you wanted to be. No, no, no. Sorry, I was more absent than I wanted oh, yeah. to be. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, you know... Uh, as a parent, as a man, there's a different type of anxiety about being manly. Yeah. And there's a, there's a pressure, uh, you know, a little bit like I used to say to people, going back to the point that I didn't really finish at the beginning, <laughs> so I used to say to people, you know, be sure that if you're stressed, you're not being stressed by other people. The most stressful thing I've ever encountered in television is other people's stress. Not mine. I go into mm. everything forewarned, forearmed, for you know, equipped. I try to do that with everything I do, whether it be social media, whether it be right, whatever it is. I like to go in organised in my head and my heart, so that I'm ship shaped to get the job done. But if other people come in, other people can do that. And I think in a relationship, you've got a tricky one because I, you know, as a man, 
there are all sorts of societal pressures that you've got no control over whatsoever. And so I can easily get anxious about um, issues of manliness being, um, you know, am I being romantic enough? Am I, have I got enough prowess in various areas? Am I, you know, you can, men can create so many different types of pressures mm. for themselves. So I've had a lot of anxiety and insecurity yeah, around, think... around my status within certainly our relationship because our relationship matters, but I would say in all relationships that I've had. Um, you know, and the male status, and it's thing. interesting. One yeah. of the one of the symptoms of, of sort of generalized anxiety disorder in relationships is feeling fearful or defensive in romantic relationships. And I would say, which feel, I would say is how you've spent our entire relationship. Absolutely fearful and defensive, yeah. even if there's not cause for fear or defensiveness. So I would say to people listening to this that if you've got someone who seems, you know, where anxiety seems to kind of constantly engulf them or overwhelm them, men or women, women, you know, this could well be coming from a place of nothing you're doing. I mean, it used, there used to be times where I'd try and say to you, you know, I'm not feeling like this because of anything you're doing or saying or being. It's just a state that I can't I, get I, myself out of. I know. And it's like we've always had this discussion, haven't we, about I actually think that though we talk about you in depression... It's difficult to put to sort of put the knife between the two things, but if somebody said to me, "What is Mark's main?" Um, I don't know how to what, what how to describe it. Your biggest challenge, emotionally. Where am I most special? I think it's anxiety. It's mm. the anxiety, and then I think your anxiety wears you out. And then, obviously, this is in layman's terms. This is just as your wife, mm. just watching you and knowing you, even better than a counsellor who sits an hour a week with you or whatever, who's trained. Me, who's known you for seventeen years, mm. sees that you exhaust yourself mm. with the fear, with general anxiety. So, it is um, the anxiety about the world. The, I think you have extra anxiety because you're extremely highly intelligent. So you, you can't leave things. You think of things to the nth degree and that means mm. everything. And of course, that is also a superpower of yours. That's something that's incredible. It's something we all love you for, that you are that, that bright. But if I had a wish, if a fairy godmother came down and gave me a wish, my first wish would be, can you just reduce that a bit for him? Mm. Can he not be as clever as he is? Not for me, because I love you being as clever as you are. But I think it is a terrible cross to bear mm. because you're overthinking. Never, you never have a fucking day off. Mm. You never, you sometimes have an hour. Sometimes. Mm. You probably have a couple of hours in a cinema. You probably maximum would have like 20 minutes. Like if you watch our vlogs, you'll see Mark that he goes crazy and you're really, really funny. I mean, you were making me hell the other night on that live vlog doing that dancing, absolutely hell. And that's when I see you having a break. Mm. But knowing you as I know you, I know all the rest of the time you've got this. Yeah. You've got that going all the time. So I was just banging my chest for people listening. Yeah, I thought it was something else. It just got something that banging in your chest, that constant anxiety, and I, I feel it. Mm. I feel it. I feel it all the time. And 
Before so you, anyone says you're having a go at Mark, I am not having no, 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 a go no, at I Mark. Don't feel you're. I'm talking. If you saw, if you lived with someone for 17 years that had a screaming, agonising pain in their shoulder, for instance, it it's there. It's there all the time. Shoot me between the eyes. Are you saying that your anxiety has is worse and aggravated by me? I. I found being a mum really difficult. I find um, your sadness Sorry. And I'm not talking about sadness like you're in front of me going, oh, I'm so sad. It's just what you know about another person and the person that you love. It's like, how do you feel when one of the kids walks through here and you go, and you look to me and you go, they look really sad. Oh, she no, looks no. really worried. She looks really anxious. She looks really, and I see you like your heart drop. That's what it's like for me with you because I just, I just can't understand why there isn't something that doctors can give you that fucking helps you with that. Mm. Because to be honest, I don't see the pills that you've taken helping you with that. No. I don't see no. you less anxious. No. I see you jump. I mean, yesterday we had a bit of an argument about something and I was, I was harsh in the way that I said it to you, but I was so frustrated because, not mm. yesterday, the day before, when I'd said something to you that was good news, and you immediately no, right. went to what could go wrong. Mm. Right, that I find, and I'm sure there'll be other people that are in partnerships that will this, this will chime with, that I find is very difficult in a relationship with someone that has anxiety. Also, one of our children, of the four children, I don't want to say which one, also has this, and sometimes, I feel very sandwiched between that very similar way of thinking. Mm. I've read up about it. I've read whole books of it. I understand where it comes from. It is not the person's fault. But somebody that suffers from anxiety believes that if they think of the worst case scenario, then somehow they're going to be prepared for it if it happens. But my, my thinking of that is, I don't think it does prepare us. I think what it does is it takes away from the joy that you could have. And I see you... Push joy to one side. Something mm. good comes in and you go, right, let me be prepared. Animalistic, maybe, almost. It's instinct. It's, and, and, and what you were saying there earlier about the pressure of being the, a man and what a man is supposed to do and a man is supposed to protect and a man is supposed mm. to... Maybe that comes into it as well. Right, okay, that's good news. Get it out of the way. I'm ready to fight the next thing. I'm ready to fight. And well, it's there is an like element of that. you in the jungle with a great big machete and I look at you and forget about how it affects me. I look at you and this is my main worry. This is my main worry. Because I read about health all the time because that's part of my anxiety because I have health anxiety because I want all these people I love to stay well. I look at you and I think... I just think you're using it all up. You're using up that cortisol and adrenaline. You're using up that stuff that we're only used to use, supposed to use. If a lion is behind us running, that's what it's in man for, is coming behind us and something comes in us and we can charge and we can charge up a tree and we can survive. And you use that 
20, 30 times a day. And I think, is he going to have a stroke? Is he going to have a heart attack? And I get anxious. And sometimes I'm looking at you and I'm thinking, oh my God, he's going to fucking die. And we haven't got a will and he's just going to die. But I do, I do, (laughs) but I think you, I think you nibble at the edges of something that's really important because I was talking actually, and I will, I will name her in this one because I was talking to By the way, when I say we haven't got a will and you're going to die, people are going to think, are you only thinking the will? No, it's because Maddie always says to me, you haven't written No, no. I was talking to Maddie about the, you know, because we talk openly about these things with our girls and I was talking to Maddie about depression and anxiety and why there seems to be an increasing prevalence of it amongst our younger generation. And I do think that a lot of this is, do, does come from, but for you too, because I think I'm pleased you mentioned your health anxiety because I'm sitting here thinking, well, hang on a minute, I was coming to the table on this just conversation with a lot of, not issues, but a lot of observations of your own behaviour, mm. which I think, in which I think you, you suffer from anxiety, you um, engender anxiety, you cause anxiety, not through the horrible th- any horrible reasons, like I don't do it for horrible reasons, but the way you do it isn't always, the way you experience anxiety isn't always through me and I'm because really of healthy. me. No, you, God, no, 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 no. And no also, it's the world and it's being Absolutely, wrong. but I do absolutely. think, as I was saying to Maddie the other day, I do think you've hit the nail on the head a bit there and I think we, we often focus on the lot of the man because the man was the kind of, you know, he'd go off with a spear and da-da-da-da. But I do think societally, we, we have nothing. We have this body that generates these emotions. We have this body that generates fear. And I think, that, I think we're supposed to feel fear and overcome fear. But I think about stuff that's fearful. And I think the world has become incredibly cosseted, incredible, the Western world, incredibly cosseted, incredibly soft, softened. It's like soft play, isn't it? It's like a cushioned world mm. where we haven't got actually a lot to get straight. Now, that's why I think workaholism is a big thing. I think that's why we all cross addict to all these other strange substances, because actually there's nowhere to throw this energy. Now, you're right, we got that good news the other day, but that, that's not a willful lack of a desire to enjoy something. No, what goes on in my willful. head is, and you, you use the analogy of the machete, I am actually thinking from a familial position, brilliant, in the bag, chuck it no, in the bag, over want, the shoulder, but that's what push, I mean. push, push, that's push That's what on. I mean. For me, I don't see you take the joy. I would like I sometimes... I don't want a level. I don't want a level I know, for myself. I would, like, for heart I would like sometimes that we take a minute. Mm. We just take a minute. And go, this is an amazing okay, thing. Okay, okay. Well, let me, let me challenge you on... Talk about your and your sister Dina's health anxiety. My health anxiety profound. is terrible. Yeah, my health anxiety is terrible. I've spoken about this a lot, haven't I? But on vlogs and stuff and Instagram, I know where my health anxiety comes from. It's funny. When I was growing up, my family are all very healthy, very health conscious. So my parents... Um, eat brilliantly my dad always has done yoga my dad's a real philosopher he meditates he does all this stuff and when i was growing up it was there also it was always they were everyone was always talking about it everyone was always talking Mm. about homeopathy everybody was always talking about and i think god these people are so bloody boring why don't they just (laughs) shut up talking about their health all the time that's what maddie geeky thing yeah um i my health anxiety is tied up with my guilt, my mother's guilt, mm. definitely, mm. definitely. I have, I feel a lot of guilt about the choices that we've made with the kids and we've, whether we've made the right choices, mm. home education, da, da, da. Um, I feel that because I don't exercise in a way that um, would inspire them, I feel the guilt of that. I feel the guilt of not being the mum that says, right, I don't care if you don't like ballet, you're going, like my mum did. Mm. Um, I feel the guilt of 
giving them choices so they became really fussy eaters because mm. I didn't want to listen to anyone because everyone was saying to me, oh my God, you're making a rod for your own back. Don't, don't ask your kids what you want so they're very fussy eaters so they don't eat well. They don't eat well. Mm. They don't eat well. I know that they don't eat oily fish. They don't eat this, all this stuff. They don't eat well for their bones. For all of this stuff, I bear the guilt of it. What you would bear the guilt of from a male, if you want a, a, a stereotypical mm. male POV, I, I've got that. I've mm. got that real female thing. Jesus Christ, feeding my family but you have, is, got... is very important. No, absolutely. And, I, and, 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 and so I, you know, and, and both our kids don't sleep well, so I, that causes huge guilt and worry for me because... If you don't sleep well, you don't learn well, mm. and and you know all, all that comes from that. So, the, my worry—it's like this morning. One of my worries was this morning. God, I still haven't got everyone into the dentist. Why haven't got everyone into the dentist? My worries are actually very local and very disturbing to me because everything I worry about, I can change. The things you worry about are bigger things, mm. and I get that. So so in a way, mine is kind of worse. In a way, it's like, am I hanging on to the worry? And I remember as a child doing this, where I would leave things to the point where I knew it was going to cause me trouble. The classic being letting envelopes pile mm. up, mm. not opening envelopes. Still, mm. I don't ever, ever open an envelope, mm. do I? And that, I've never really understood what that is. It's a real lack of self-care. For instance, my bed, the room upstairs, again, if you watch our vlogs, you'll have seen it, my hellhole room, mm. where I clear it up and then three days later, it's a total tip again. That is a massive anxiety thing there. And why do I do that? I create that so then I can be anxious about it. Right. And so I can latch onto it and go, that's what that's what it is. I hear what you're saying about the girls and I think you sort of, you, you detoured away from what I was sort of driving you at in a way. Because I'm thinking about the fact that you are far more anxious about your own health. I hear the guilt. I think the guilt parental guilt is a very is, is one part component obviously of our anxiety in a relationship but I think you underestimate how anxiety inducing just your outlook on life is mm. I think you are quite you are much more an anxious person than you like to think mm. you are and I think you are often surrounded by Dina is a good example a sister I'm a great example as your husband other people who have high anxiety mm. and can a little bit like the drinker in a room has got a drinking problem because they're surrounded by absolute hopeless alcoholics they don't have to observe it I think mm. you have real yeah, and I think that you focus on you focus on you know like diseases or catastrophes you're a news junkie you have the news on you have constant noise 100 you know almost 95% of the time going on in your head you approach things at breakneck speed like it's about to run out and that we've mm. got a time out that we've got to get out now it's mm. always got out now and there are times even in my anxious outlook in the world where I'm thinking hang on let's just go slower for a minute because weird, we don't need to be that anxious I think the problem with anxiety is that each person's anxiety becomes so normalized in their own body and their yeah. own mind that, that, that they think another it. person's anxiety is worse because yeah. it's like it's like when you get sober, isn't it? And they say the great thing about getting sober is you get your feelings back, but also the worst thing about mm. getting sober is you get your feelings back. And anxiety where you are driving yourself the whole time is a kind of a, is, is a way of distracting yourself from the actual anxiety. Mm. This is why mindfulness is the biggest growth business because actually, actually, it, it, for me, I don't see much going on for you when you take antidepressants and anti-anxiety tablets. I myself, 
I've never taken anything like that. But say if you use the equivalent mm. of me having a couple of glasses of wine, it doesn't help. No. Anxiety is still there. You're still for the only thing that settles me, that settles me is nature, turning my phone off and mindfulness, meditation. Well, the... And just being, just being, sitting at this table with mm. the family, no phones, no nothing, mm. laughing, chat. Those are the things, those are the places mm. where I don't feel anxious. Well, it's funny, I mean, for a number of our people who follow us on YouTube who know we do a lot of chats about my mental health state and stuff like that, and I've been struggling with my meds recently, but the only <clears> thing that the meds did do was, it's funny, they'd almost, it's like an out-of-body removal of anxiety in the morning. I'd wake up without the butterfly, without the bird cage full of birds flying around like mad, mm. but I could still watch it, I just didn't feel it. It's really odd. But also, it's really well, odd. also, what it did was just put a gauze between you. Precisely. So that that's quite anxiety-inducing. Anxiety I just want to run some. This is, this will be interesting. See if the little almost a, a checklist of whether your relationship is suffering and encountering the problems of dealing with generalized anxiety disorder, which is a condition, but anxiety and how it bleeds into a relationship. So overall common problems people with generalized anxiety disorder may experience in relationships and marriage are as follows. Let's see how many we tick. Um, having difficulty attending to others' needs because you are too wrapped up in your own anxiety. Now you say that to me a lot, that I can be thinking about things in a me-centric perspective and I think that happens to the addict I think the, the ego oh, I do in, that as well yeah we, I mean I think we all have a tendency to do that but there, there are times where one can be so overwhelmed with one's, one's feeling. difficulty expressing how you're feeling don't have that do I or do I well you do because I think sometimes I want to say to you and I'm sure it's exactly the same for you to me I want to say to you I can deal with you being anxious. I can deal with you being yeah. depressed. What I can't deal with is you being utterly irritated with me right. because those film feelings are yeah, overwhelming yeah, yeah. you. So sometimes, I know the difference of just irritation, which mm. happens in relationship, but I know that irrit irritability, and it's a big thing with anxiety, is a symptom of mm. anxiety, is that you'll snap at me. Mm. And I know it's just because you're anxious about something else. Absolutely. Oh Feel my God, I remember when I was a teen, the way I used to snap up my mum before I had an audition or something like that. Oh my God, it was awful. And I think back to it. Mm. And it was just my anxiety that I didn't know what to do. Well, it do. has here being irritable with others or overly critical oh. of them. Um, feeling fearful or defensive, as we've said in romantic relationships. Avoiding doing things with others out of fear, i.e. going on a vacation or trying something yeah. new. That's, I mean, that's your big thing, isn't it? Yeah. Having trouble feeling joy and happiness with others because you're worried all the time. It's funny, I had a really nice week last week where I had quite a lot of socialising with people that I love, my friends that I'm really close to. Mm. Um, and at the end of the week, I said, well, that was really a nice week. I must not go anywhere next week because I was exhausted right. from the still there is anxiety in there. I go, I have a nice time, but still it's an anxious right. thing. Like whenever I've got something to go to, I don't want to go. Right, that's interesting. But I go, but yeah, I don't yeah. want to go. I, always, if somebody cancels. Are there me, people out there who like to go to things? I mean, I've oh god, all the time people go. Oh, I'm going to this. I'm going to that. Do they? Yeah, people that's, love that's going out. That's gook to me. I mean, my but friend I'm... Miranda and I, me and Miranda, have both described ourselves as the greatest cancellers. We see something, we love organising, and then when we see it's cancelled, we just relish it. I, I love being cancelled. I love being cancelled. It's terrible, isn't it? It's terrible. I hate being booked. Terrible. Um, being impatient with others, feeling suspicious or lacking self-confidence, checking up on others too frequently and needing reassurance from others. Overreacting. Why, why did you lift your eyebrows then? Well, all of those apply to me. Yeah, well, and some to me. 
Well, yeah, yeah, checking up another. Yeah, but, but you, you do check. All you time. check you all everything. Right. You all right? You all right? Hang you on right. a minute. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. If I'm out of the same room as you for three minutes, there will be the refrain. Mark, Mark, Mark. You are always calling me. You're always you texting me. Because it's so me. funny because it goes, I'm on the low. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> Overreacting to situations and making others feel uncomfortable. Uh, feeling dependent on or clingy towards others. Feeling insecure, which leads to fear and doubt about others' intentions. And do you know what one of the great big solutions to anxiety is right at the top of the list? Oh. Practicing living in the moment and taking a course exactly. in mindfulness. Oh, that effing mindfulness. But my mind, mindfulness for me is just being insanely troubled okay. by everything. Okay, you've got too caught up with this is hoochie bougie hippie stuff. Okay, take out the word mindfulness. Do you remember in recovery when you were in the prior, they talked about you have one foot in the future, one foot in the past, shitting on the present. Absolutely. That it's a vivid completely image. describes you to me. If, I, if an alien came down and said, what is this, Mark Adderley? How That's does the what alien talk? Go, what is this, They're Mark probably Adderley? Going. Yeah, yeah, I would say, I would give that description. You, you, yeah. you, you don't take the joy in the moment. You, and you are terribly, Maddie said this about you the other day. She said, Daddy is so impatient. And as she was talking about a toy or something that you wanted, you everything has to happen. Toy. I now like three. And the reason I think it was about a toy you want. <laughs> no, one of your movie toys. <laughs> everything has to happen now because I tell you why, because you want to go BAM and you want to be charging forward like a like a bull. I want to be at the head. I, I think I should have joined the army. I really think I should have. The I more know. As, as I get older, the more and more. And yeah. I heard Maddie was telling me about a, a friend of hers who's going into the army, very bright boy, very focused. Or to, and I was thinking, I just sometimes think I really miss my vocation there. I'm a Why great leader, a great motivator. I'm a great strategist. Could you do it at I your believe, age? I, I, I don't know. I don't know if you could. Can you? Guys, you are always a source of information. I think I would be a great attribute on, on. to the Let's army. Let's just actually think about this load of old nonsense that you were talking. Travel Mark, the world. you cannot have a single person tell you Anything. No, I'd have to be quite senior. Yeah, no, you'd have to be the head of the well, fucking I'd have to be British the head Army. Of the army yeah. You would not be able no, to go in the No, but I'd work my way there. I'd work oh my way my there. God, I've heard it all now. No, I would. <laughs> I think if I could be in a strategic and, I think and mutually maybe respectful, if I, I think if I'd gone that route, younger, I'd have, yeah. I'd have, I'd have done, I'd have done well because I do, I do, I do, I also do have a genuine, and I don't say this lightly. I have a genuine desire to see everyone on your side do well. I know, I know. Look, all of this, this I know. Anyway, anxiety. Place, but this is what, this is what Imagine I Imagine me in, in, in the army with anxiety. <laughs> 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 I know that I'm better when I meditate. I right. meditate every day, but I don't meditate enough. I need to get yeah. past doing 10 minutes a day. You, you, are you going to try harder with it, do you think? I have to, because I'm going to die otherwise. And can you try a bit better <laughs> do, with there, what you There's eat? my anxiety-inducing fear of the day. Unless I get mindful, I'm going to die. There you go. There you go. Are we an anxious couple? Do other people find us anxious? Oh, God, anxious? I think, well, people, everyone I know says they, fight, they love us dearly, but it's hell in here. <laughs> That's why we keep splurging you it out. You say it's really difficult living in this, being in this it's place. It's why Nanny Dye can only cope. But, yeah. I mean, my, but and my Rachel, mum is And I really do friend Rachel. Yeah. My mum is full of anxiety. She said it's very tough because she said it's full time. <laughs> There's never like peace. So, do you feel we should take some burden of responsibility for our children's anxiety? 
I, I take yeah. the full burden of responsibility. I, know, if I think about it, I feel really anxious. Full burden of responsibility of it. I know exactly why they have yeah, it. Yeah. And I think that we have to have quiet times in the house. We have to have... Like today when you came downstairs and I said, go on, just listen to the birds for two seconds, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. I did for a second. No, you didn't. I did, I heard a bird. You stayed over there. I'd opened the door because it was beautiful. I heard a bird. Mark. I did, I heard one beautiful sound and then I thought, I've got to check the uh, internet. Can I just say one thing? What? You know when you come down and I've got the door open and you go, get your clothes, it's I didn't today, I put a jumper on. I know. But could you possibly, because I'm kind of leaving it open, say you have one minute of breath before right. you start your beating of yourself through the day. Right. Because you beat yourself up all day. Yeah. What do you want me to do? I'd love you to just stand at the door and just take a minute. Okay, I will. You're just looking I'll at do the it. garden. I'll do it every morning for the next week. I'll take a minute. Yeah. Okay. One whole minute. One whole Will you minute. time it? I'll time it. Because otherwise you'll come out early. And that'll stress me out if I go over. <laughs> anyway, guys, tell us your thoughts. Yeah. God. Like, 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 any, comments, what do, anything. What do you hear in this? I'm sure there's people that go, Jesus yeah, Christ, no wonder what fuck cups for yeah, parents and Total are. messes. Um, Right. But yeah, have you worked through? Can you inspire us? I, I know that mindfulness and good diet and good exercise is the only way forward. Mm. I know because you, I know you mm. and I know me and I know that it works. It's just we don't give ourselves the space to do it. Looking for space, guys. <laughs>